Welcome to Being Bipolar. I'm your host, Doobie. I'm going to introduce you into my madness, and hopefully it'll help you with yours. Welcome to my world through mentally ill eyes. I'm your host, Doobie Snacks. Weird, I know. Interesting that the concept of mental health is, well, it's becoming standard. What I mean is that at this point in time, I would think, in my opinion, that 99% of the population is suffering from mental illness either by trauma or birth, chemistry, however you want to look at it. But most of us have been suffering mental illness through generations. Because I'm still trying to figure out what being normal is. I've never seen an example of normal and a lot of people use normal in a moral sense things that they were brought up to believe in or to understand so each generation dealt with it in their own way each civilization dealt with it in their own way well, they were having lobotomies back when the Egyptians were doing mummies. You know, India, their medical documents and scrolls that were collected through the years had a lot of mental illness issues documented. And they went herbal. They did do lobotomies try to surgery their way out of it but you know nobody really understands what mental illness is it can be labeled bipolar which is what I am depressive yes then they can add things to it like manic so basically when the moon changes into a full, so do I. Sometimes without the moon. <laughs> then there's the rage issues that come with that. That's another branch off of the bipolar diagnosis. Then there's the schizophrenia. I have mild schizophrenia. I see things. I hear things. Voices. I see different kinds of things, but there's basically a primary vision that I get. I've been on so many different medications where I have ended up being a zombie. Couldn't do anything. That was hard. Not being able to get out of bed, not being able to function. I couldn't think. 
So there's chemicals that they induce into you to try and change the chemicals in your brain to make you normal. But I fear that there is no normal, so what are they actually basing the activity on? What chemicals are they trying to change? There needs to be a whole lot more research, man. I mean, I've been dealing with this since I was 12, 13 years old when I went through puberty. And I had no one to talk to about it. No one would listen. My mother, God rest her soul, didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to deal with it. And I came up with self-medicating. I was destructive. And it's not a good idea being a horny teenager going through puberty, having all these different issues occur all at once. It's, it's not ideal. And especially when the individual ends up being 6'4", 6 6 300 pounds, listening to music that just changed my world music was a big big guide for me when it came to self-medicating I had to educate myself because nobody understood my mom did take me to a therapist where I had to write down and fill out a uh, hundred different questions about how I felt and what I was dealing with and at the age of 15, 16 years old, you don't, you don't want to know. That's when the walls start occurring. And once those walls come up, you're going to find it more difficult to try and figure out what exactly is going on. You start denying things. You, you start going in a direction that is destructive. Trust me, I've been there. Throughout your life, if you have no idea what you're thinking and how to deal with your feelings, and you guide yourself in a direction that makes you feel good, but yet hurts everyone else around you, that's what leads to losing people that truly care about you. And... It won't happen at first. You'll think that you're doing yourself and them a favor by just being there in their presence. Well, when you're self-medicating and you start becoming 10 foot tall and bulletproof, which is one of the things that this disease does, you start losing people, including yourself. So... Throughout these podcasts, I want you to see and experience the things that I went through that I had no help with. Trying to figure out my mental illness issues. Because I was raised with normal. I had a father who worked 
supported us through the military. I had a mother that cared about us and stayed at home. The issues started with me in my head. And everything around it just added fuel to the fire. When a divorce occurs and you lose a parent, you lose half of you. You, you lose that, especially when you're growing up in the teen years. That loss is huge. We were not normal anymore by standards. But then we became basically normal by what was occurring in everyday life. A lot of families, a lot of families went through divorce about the same time we did. A lot of people were realizing that relationships could not be like our parents, grandparents, the generations way back and way back, where they stayed in the relationship just for the children, even though they couldn't be who they wanted to really be. That right there is trauma, if you really think about it. And that is what has been explained to me by really close people. PTSD that is a trauma and that is a bruise what is explained to me and a bruise on somebody's mind soul it's hard mentally to get over something like that a bruise heals but mentally it'll never go away and there are triggers that you have to deal with we all have triggers. We all have anxieties. It's just that when you have a mental illness that your mind has already started with, then you become traumatized. That's like double, triple effect. So if you recognize early what triggers your mental illnesses, then maybe it'll help you realize what is mental illness and what is a trauma. Because therapy goes in different directions for something like that. But growing up, I went through so many different stages of this illness. And... I had no way of knowing. You couldn't Google it. No. And every therapist, psychiatrist, nurse, everyone that I've talked to about this, there's always a different opinion, a different diagnosis. So you have bipolar, which I was not diagnosed until I was 20, 21 bipolar then you have the branches okay so right now I'm bipolar with depression okay then I have mild schizophrenia where throughout my life I have seen images and heard different voices when I was growing up those voices I thought it was my conscience. 
I thought it was me telling me. But the voices were coming from outside, not in. And I didn't know the difference until I was told by one particular psychiatrist. She cleared the air for me in a lot of different things, but it took me to get into a prison in order to find out. The particular prison that I went into <clears throat> basically restructured my timeline and the incidents that I had performed that occurred. Every time I feel like I did something bad, it would be put in a timeline. And then we all talked it through and figured out how I digressed. So the power of schizophrenia works in different directions on different people. It affects the way the brain sends the chemistry to the different parts that control. So I'm lacking in some areas of my brain where the others are overcompensating. And this happens to a lot more people than anybody realizes. Your body has a way of healing itself, and if it can't, it will figure out a way to progress around it. If you can't, it quits. But trying to understand the different chemicals you're putting into your body, you can't. It, there's too many of them. Even if you eat healthy, the world has put so many different kinds of chemicals in different things that we put on our bodies that it's a far gone you know, thought. But as time goes on, you figure out your triggers. Your triggers, which give you the anxiety, which adds adrenaline. That's when your mind kicks in for protecting itself. What do you do? You, it's a fight or flight reaction that your mind has. All your chemicals, everything is being dispersed at once. And your mind has to figure out where they go. If not, you're, you're overloading. So getting these triggers identified and dealt with you have less anxiety so you can figure out how to best take care of you as I was growing up I didn't have a very good support system because things uh, mental illness wasn't really a big topic in a lot of different families having to do with the way you grow up, the stigma of the issues at hand. The research that I did with my family, I found a lot of major issues that occurred in one particular side of my family. 
and you can definitely, definitely chalk it up to mental illness. So I consider it basically genetic. And I thought it skipped my mother until she was hospitalized with depression. I come to find out, voila, bipolar, depression. My family has it all through. But as I said, mental illness was hush-hush. So there's no way that we could actually get ahead of the ball game or get knowledge to the rest of the family to, you know, get ahead of it. We were all in the dark. So, as growing up with these issues, I went and moved around from place to place, family to family. I, I destroyed a lot of relationships trying to get my way. I was very self-centered to the point that I had forgotten the people that really truly mattered. And I did not recognize it until after my prison stint. The therapy that I got being in there and the right medications that they had me on at the time got me to realize what I had done and who I really was. I got to talk to a lot of old timers in there, old school, and uh, they had no idea what they were dealing with. And these guys actually enjoyed being there in that program because they knew they were safe and they knew the people that they loved and that were surrounded around them. They knew that if they were out there, it would be an issue. So they were safe. The people that they loved were safe and they got they got to communicate with the people on the outside world when they wanted to and needed to. But these guys described different situations that they dealt with going through this stuff in the 50s and in the 60s. And they blamed it all on the chemicals too. And you could hear the conspiracy theories. and But a lot of it got to open my eyes about the people in my life and those people have issues and have things that they're dealing with as well you know and then it hit me that I had basically spread my disease onto my family and the people I care about and they suffered for it as I walked away. Uh, it, it really hit me hard when I was in there about it. And I talked to counselors and I talked to priests. And I, I was talking to my counselor one particular day in her office. Lo and behold, the phone rings. She answers it. 
and it was my sister. The weirdest, it, it was like a miracle. My sister was on the phone. And my counselor said, well, Mr. Armstrong is sitting right here. Would you like to talk to him? I didn't know what was going on, so she handed me the phone, and there she was. My sister was there looking for me. You know, the one part of my family that I thought I had lost through all these issues. And it just, it was a, a gleam of hope. A sunshine going through all the bricks and layers and walls the sunshine came in we talked for a little bit she got me a couple of books that I really enjoyed reading and I'm still going to get copies of just for the memory but one of them was a self-help book by Chuck Norris and I read it back to front front to back I just I pick it up one night, open it up somewhere, and just start reading. That's how good it was. And the other one was Aragon. I don't know how it's really pronounced. The sci-fi fantasy about the dragon and the boy. That was okay. But the Chuck Norris book, I that got me good. So... I had started restructuring my thinking habits, and I started with religion. Religion was a big one, because I was surrounded by it. I, I, every day, the church fellowships would go around, because we were in a mental health facility. So they would come to us, and they would ask us how we're doing, if we had any questions, and I would start picking their minds about different things about religion and it started a I'd say a seed because we were in ourselves and we we could hear all the other conversations going on with the different guys in their cells so it became a planting a seed in others as well as picking the brains of the Christians <laughs> So, if anyone really knows me, knows that that conversation started a fire, a huge bonfire. Because now I question everything about religion. Because to me, religion is hope. That's all it is, is just giving that one individual hope something or someone to pray to, to tell their problems to. Hope. But anyway, that's a whole different podcast. Now, we in those cells had to deal with different med changes and different churches coming around. That they had their we even had Wiccan coming around. And boy, did I have fun with that. But with all these different religions coming around, you can hear all of them having the one same goal. And that's hope. So now, with everything going on, all the religions in these guys' mind and the different counseling group sessions that we have, 
you start to realize the different forms of mental illness out there, then you also start to realize that there is no one individual illness. They're all different because we as individuals are different. There is no clones. There is no robots that are coming to get us. We are all different. So we are all dealing with things differently. We all have different issues and we all deal with them our own way. I just want to help someone, anyone out there that has gone through by themselves dealing with mental illness. You can experience all these different feelings and different emotions and you put them in different parts of you so you remember. But if you're mentally ill, your mind does that for you. Your mind's going to compensate for the loss of what's not being used. So you have to figure out what triggers you. The less anxiety you have in your life, the better your thinking process is. Okay, so hopefully this is podcast one of many coming. I will basically go through the world of mental illness through my eyes, somebody who is mentally ill. You can listen, make fun, make comments. Just remember, everyone has an illness and everyone has an issue. Use the experiences that you have, your inner you. That is what's going to help you get through a lot of issues. All right. Well, peace out, guys. This is uh, Doobie Snacks, and I guess I will talk to you all later. Bye. This is the end of the program, where I basically tell you this is the end of the program. So you will stop listening now because it's the end of the program. Remember... This is the end of the program. So subscribe. If you want to hear more, get a hold of me. But this is the end of the program. So stop listening. This is it. Welcome to Doobie's Madness. This is the end of the program. So you can stop listening now. It's okay.